If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, this is KT Thomas. Welcoming you back to KT's Money Matters. Taking a look at your tips and quips and ideas about making money, growing money, spending money, saving money, investing money. Well, let's say that we are going to have today a little game called Deals, Steals, and Scams, brought to you by COVID-19. More after the break. Money Matters community, KT here. I could use a little help. And I'm hoping that maybe you, my regular listener, would be willing to give me a little bit of feedback. I've been running the show now for more than 110 episodes. I'm trying to figure out how best to grow my audience and keep it fresh and interesting for those that are tapped into the Money Matter community. How can you get this feedback to me? Well, there are a number of ways. First, you could go to ktsmoneymatters.com and you could complete a questionnaire. This would be great if you are interested in sharing talk ideas or shows that you'd be interested in learning more about in the future. Or you could rate and review my show wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, if you happen to listen to your podcasts on Apple, taking just a minute to rate and review my show really helps boost my listenership. I appreciate the fact that you listen to my show on a regular basis and that this is an ask that I have for you to help me. Hopefully you'll take a few minutes, rate and review my show and give me some feedback. And remember, you can always send me an email right off of the KT's Money Matters website. I appreciate your feedback. And now back to the show. Hey, thanks for hanging on with me during the break. I started looking around for what's changed in the world, not just the value of your stock account, because needless to say, markets have been punishing the last couple of weeks, but there have been lots of new initiatives out there. There have been some things that actually take a little bit from you, but might make you feel a little bit safer. And then there are outright scams. So this is kind of like my financial things you need to know. Well, sheltering at home. So. The first is, recently, they came out with an idea that student loan interest would be deferred a couple of months. But in general, the feedback was not considered to be a very good deal. So last Friday, the president came out and said there would be a two-month moratorium or deferment on student loan payments. Now, this actually does qualify as a deal, especially if you're student loans and you're on a lower income scale. And especially if there's some interruption at work, it would be great to know that there's this one bill that you could skip right now, they say for 60 days. Who knows? They could change their mind and make this longer later, but 60 days is good. However, there are things you need to know to make sure that it doesn't actually not work for you. 
So one of them is if your student loan is managed by, say, a bank, like you refinance them all to a bank, then you're not actually eligible for this. So that could be kind of like stealing from you. Some are going to get the break. Some aren't going to get the break. Even though the government is subsidizing all of them, the ones managed by the Student Loan Administration will get the break, but the ones managed by your local bank will not. So I would call this a deal, a really good deal for some and kind of a ripoff or a steal for others. So you see how I'm going to play this game? Next thing I'm going to talk about is that the U.S. government has allowed for a later tax filing date. Hooray, July 15th. I got to admit, I think this is a deal. So for all of us who don't want to be trapped in a small room with our accountant, with all our documents back and forth, we can actually postpone. And even if we owe money, the tax bill isn't due until July either. So for most of us, especially those of us that are running businesses, because there's a lot of accounting that has to be done just to get ready, just sit down and do your taxes. And then you have to do your corporate taxes. And then you have to do your personal taxes. And it can be really stressful for business owners during tax season. Now we're going to have more time to, you know, stress about it. And we'll also have more time to raise the money, which might be good, especially if we had too much of our money in the stock market. But we'll see. However, if many people working for the government are sheltering in place or working from home, you need to know that on the other side, the chances are likely that if you're expecting a refund, it might not come when you thought it was going to come. So forever yang, there's a yang. This is the yang. Those sitting at home waiting for a check that usually get it in four to eight weeks may have to wait longer for that money. The government hasn't said anything about that, but people are either working or they're not working. And right now, I think people really aren't working. So I think you could expect that this will take longer. And that would be a steal, right? Kind of a ripoff for those people that got their job done early, sent their taxes in on time, waiting for that check. They might have to wait longer. But I want you to know as a business owner, I'm grateful that you're waiting a little bit because it's going to help us out. The third thing I looked at was the fact that most airlines and almost all hotels will now let you cancel any trip that you have going on in the next, say, 90 days. And they will allow you to either credit your money, get a refund of your money. It just really depends. It really depends upon the agency. It really depends upon the hotel. And it really depends upon the territory. So now that there's a ban on flying overseas for anything but required travel, most airlines are offering a credit, but a credit and a refund are not necessarily the same. In fact, actually they're not. So a refund is when you get money back that you can decide how to deploy later on. A credit is when you can come back and use the money that you were going to use before with the same vendor later on. So an airline credit means that you will be flying again sometime in the near future. Maybe not next month, but in the case of JetBlue, they say by October. Now, they might change that and make that longer, but almost all the airlines had some kind of a place where it all expired coming in towards the end of 2020. So you're going to want to think about having to redo that travel in 2020 in order to get that credit, or you might lose it completely. So if you're somebody who had spring vacation and that was the time when you could travel and now you're not traveling, you are going to need to come up with some other way to use this money credited at the airline before the end of the year, or you might lose it. So for some of us, it could be a deal. And for others, we're going to get a little screwed. So they're going to kind of get stolen. 
One of the things that's really interesting is in the middle of this whole virus is this big oil fight happening around the world. And as a result, it's been kind of a race to the bottom for the value of oil. Not good if you buy oil, but great if you're buying gas at the pump. This is a deal for all Americans getting in their cars. Gas at $2.15 brings us back to the Great Recession. This is a good price for us, and it will allow a lot less money to be paid at the pump. A bill, by the way, that most of us have to pay every week, no matter what. We are a traveling economy. We don't have a lot of mass transit. And thank God, because we actually couldn't really use it right now anyway. So gas, gas is going to be cheap. There may be some opportunities later in the year to take advantage of gas is cheap, especially if you can't fly. But I'll talk about that in another show. Now, what I want to talk to you about is, do you ever feel like you're just getting screwed? I'm just going to say this. I did a little research on this. And so this is the steel part of the show. Shopping around on Amazon this weekend, I found Purell for $149. I found face masks for $20. I found Clorox wipes for $44.25 with $14.59 shipping. And I'm like, come on, Amazon. I love you guys. What's going on? But it's not really Amazon. It's also not eBay and it's not Walmart. It's third-party sellers that sell on these sites, kind of testing the pain level that consumers are willing to spend in order to get what they need right away, whether they need it or not. Which leads to the great toilet paper conspiracy, where we have people hoarding toilet paper to such an extent that there are now videos showing people how much toilet paper you might actually need during a pandemic. And those people buying all the toilet paper make it harder for the rest of us to get any toilet paper and... We need to think about everybody and not just us. Third-party sellers on eBay and Amazon could take a page from that, but they aren't. They are soaking us hard right now because we are afraid, we are home shopping online, and we will pay. But don't do it. Don't buy $149 Purell. Try to avoid the chaos. You're already home in your hopefully clean home. But if not, you're home. Clean it. It's okay. The world won't end. Some people are going to get very sick as this virus settles in on America. But if you are doing the smart things like washing your hands a lot and sheltering in place and eating at home and being with your family instead of being out and about in a crowd and jumping bars and all that other crazy stuff that we love to do, you're going to be okay. You need to think about the people in your family who are more vulnerable. Maybe share some of your toilet paper with them, but try not to get gouged like crazy on online shopping because you're home and you're afraid. Also, be a little careful at the grocery store. Frankly, everybody else is at the grocery store too. So if you're trying to like shelter in place and stay safe, multiple trips to the grocery store is kind of going against that. The other thing that's happening in the grocery store is the price of goods are starting to all rise very quickly. Now, they might not be trying to, quote, gouge you, but they have to get stuff delivered and get it out. They have to hire more staff. They have to get people to work. And they have to pay overtime to people that are willing to work because some people are like, get me out of here. All these people are here and I don't want to get sick. However, I just paid at a grocery store and I will not name them, but I will say major chain. $6.15 for a gallon of lactate milk. Now, I buy lactate milk all the time. My husband, a little lactose intolerant. It was easily $2 more than it usually is. 
So that is a 30% markup in milk. Now, there are lots of other little markups too. And I'm kind of a numbers girl, you know, that's kind of my nature. So I'm paying attention to like how much more we're paying for extra stuff. But frankly, you guys are hoarding your cabinets at the exact highest price. So buy what you need, buy what you must have, but leave some for everybody else and be smart about this. The only way the pandemic becomes worse is by human behavior. So this first, we don't pay attention and we don't make ourselves safer. And then the second thing is we make it impossible for other people to stay safe too, because we are so afraid. Be careful out there. Don't let anybody steal your hardworking money. There's a million things on YouTube and on, and on Facebook. And there was even something Walgreens the other day showing you how to make Purell if you didn't have it. By the way, it's one third alcohol, two thirds aloe vera gel. There are a million other recipes, but you could make it with that. So be smart, be careful, and don't get screwed. Don't let anybody steal the money you've been working hard for. There might be a little less money coming in the next few months as people work less and as we worry about unemployment and we get through this virus. So you want to be a good steward of the money that you have. The other thing that's happening out there, we're going to talk a little bit about the scams. I hate this part, that while the world is in a terrifying place, everybody's really nervous, nobody really understands what's going to happen next, there is always some creep that's figured out how to take advantage of it. Around the world, everywhere from like Ireland to Idaho, you have reports of people saying that they work with the Red Cross and they are selling coronavirus testing at home. Okay, guys, there is no COVID-19 testing going on at home. Please tell your loved ones, especially your older loved ones who are a complete sucker for a scam like this. It's hard. Remember that your loved ones, especially your senior loved ones, are home alone. Somebody knocking at the door from the Red Cross offering to help. Come on. It's the perfect scam because you're not there to shun them away and they're lonely anyway. But you want to coach your parents and your grandparents to keep these people out of your home because they are thieves. They're going to charge you for a test that you will never receive. Worse, while they're in your home, they could be casing it for other things they might do later. Speaking of scams, though, there are a lot of scams in 2020, so I thought I'd cover a couple of them. This one is the only really COVID-19 special one, but I've got kind of like a hot list. You know, the debt collectors will be calling because, you know, they always do. But one of the great things that just came out over the cell phone recently is that you get this notification that it's potentially spam. So here's what I'll say to you. If you get a thing that says potentially spam, don't answer because it is spam. Fake government officials. We talked about the Red Cross, but the reality is there are lots of fake government officials out there. There's identity theft, phone scams. There are the loan scammers, those people that say that you owe money for a loan or the people that call that say that they can fix your credit for free or figure out how to help you do that. There are the fake prices. We talked a little bit about that with groceries, but it goes on with all kinds of things. And then of course, there's the you won the lottery email or mail. And you know what? I'm sorry. You probably didn't win the lottery. And if they did, they probably didn't mail you. This is like a multi-year decade scam. I've had several in the last month emails from either, quote, Amazon or Apple looking for me to verify information. Now, one of them was really interesting. I'm a prime member at Amazon because needless to say, I need things. I buy a lot of it over the internet and I get it shipped for free and I take advantage of them all year long. We have a nice business relationship. I got an email about a month ago 
my Prime account was up for renewal at the end of February. And I actually knew that that was true. The email said, since your account is coming up for renewal, we looked at it and realized that your credit card is no longer valid. This is where they go, please check here and put in the information. But you never do that. You go straight to the Amazon site and I look and the credit, even though my Amazon card is prime is renewing, my card on file was accurate. What do you do? Delete the email. I got three more. Every week, getting a little close to the deadline, trying to create that sense of urgency to get me to take action. But, you know, I was born at night, but not last night. I also, at the same time, got two different emails from Apple saying they wanted to make sure that I bought that Tomb Raider video game that I said I bought for my other device. There was no Tomb Raider video game. It was a scam to get me to click on the link for the Apple to route me to my Apple ID and password where they would get it and then they could tell me everything. But I deleted that too. But you're going to be home a little bit more in the next couple of months and you'll be looking through your email a little bit more and you want to be aware of these kinds of scams because they are prevalent right now and they use urgency and anxiety to get people to do things that aren't in their best interests, like click on the link. So don't. Delete the link and go to the website directly and make sure that somebody's not trying to scam you out of your hard-earned dollars. Stay safe out there, everybody, until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.